0: Welcome to One Foot In, Beyond Work, where we find key opinion leaders to share with us what lies beyond work. You could be a mid-stage career employee who's questioning what's the next stage outside of career, how to find your passion, or even how to impact the world. Or you could be just planning your future. Maybe you're even looking for alternatives in the market. Whatever it is, we'll talk about it, and we'll learn about what lies beyond work. But first, our partners. Azembo is a group of Telegram channels that focuses on bringing communities together with just a smartphone and the internet. If you are a prospective job seeker or want to explore what else is out there, they can connect you to the right employers. Just follow them on Telegram at SG Careers. Link is in the description. Oh, by the way, if you're looking to advertise in any of their channels, we're working together and can produce for you both a Telegram shout-out and a podcast package. Just drop us an email at onefootin at oneupmediapodcast.com. Email is also in the description. Now back to One Foot In. In the first of the series, episode 1, we met Samir, a father of two, who worked in PNG for 17 years and left as a vice president for his gap year. He would be the man who, through his experiences, will guide us and you on how you can think about your own sabbatical or gap year. We'll be following him for two more episodes across two more months, episode 9 and 13.) Previously, he shared that he went on a sabbatical 10 years ago for 3 months to scratch an itch and to learn if there was something more out there rather than just career. In this episode, we'll learn what he discovered and how challenging it is to integrate his learnings from sabbatical back into his life. Many times, sabbaticals are over-glamorized as an awakening or moment where you learn something that would impact the rest of your life. We feel the pressure that our sabbatical must be meaningful to us. Samir experienced that as well. He wanted to learn about all the players who were involved in shaping outcomes within education. And maybe even join one of these players.
1: Initially, I thought it would be good to go and work in a nonprofit or a think tank for a month or two. But then um, I realized that I was very keen to know about the total landscape and not just one or two players. So initially I thought maybe I'll go and talk to these, these non-profits and think tanks and talk to these organizations. But at some point I realized that what I was lacking was not so much the information. You can find the information online. What was scaring me was my own fears. Because change is scary, right? So in some way, I realized that what I need to understand is the personal dimension of making a life shift. So I thought instead of going and talking to the officials in these institutions, maybe I should talk to people who started in corporate life like you and me and then chose to move to any of these fields, whether to politics or a social enterprise or a foundation or a think tank or a non-profit, So I changed what I wanted to do. This decision led him to spend the next
0: three months across India, US, and Europe talking to more than 100 people who fell under three buckets.
1: So I was talking to people who were early in their career, in their early 20s. Like there was a guy in India who passed out from MBA Institute and then he was working with the President of India, Dr. Abul Kalam on bringing to life his 2020 vision at that time, right? There were people in the middle of their career, like the CEOs of foundations or think tanks who, had, who were in their 30s or early 40s who had spent 10, 15, 20 years in corporate life before making the switch. And then there were people in their 60s as well who had a long innings as leaders, corporate leaders, CEOs of different companies, and now were thinking of reinventing themselves. So I talked to these different sets of people with the same five questions.
0: While the breadth of people were incredibly diverse, his questions were actually very specific. In fact, he asked all three buckets the same five questions. What is it that you were seeking and why? Was there any trigger for you to make that change? What were the expectations before? What was the reality after? And lastly, what did you learn so we asked him the same question, at the end of the three months, what did he learn?
1: I think the first thing I learned was the aha around how my original question, the way I framed it, that should, whether I should work in a, in a corporate or work in a non-profit or think tank, that was not the right way to look at the situation. Because society is like an ecosystem, right? you have these different actors. If I pick up, let's say non-profit or government or for-profits, each one of them have a role to play. Non-profits are great at solving a human problem, but they often lack ability to make profit and hence ability to scale up. For-profits are great at solving a problem profitably, but the question is which which problems are they choosing to solve? So it's not about for-profit is good, non-profit is good. The question rather is, what are you passionate about? And where does your talents and skill can make the biggest difference, right? So that was a big aha for me because to me, the question was no longer about whether I work in, in, a, in a company or work in a nonprofit. The question became, what is it that I want in my life? And where does my talents and skill can make the biggest difference? The second big aha I had, Greg, was about how complex life transitions usually are when you talk to people one-on-one, versus what you see written about them in media or newspapers. Because what you typically read in a public uh, media are just all good, feel good stories, right? But when you talk to people, I was struck by how complex many of these transitions were. The fact that many of the relationships broke up over time as the other person uh, did not appreciate what uh, what the quest the person was on. So, right, there were were divorces that happened. Uh, Some people had to adjust their lifestyle quite drastically, impacting uh, even what they could afford for themselves and their family or their kids. Some had still parents who were still kind of confused that what exactly were you trying to do when you had such a good life earlier, right? Some even asked me that, is it possible to go back into a a corporate career? Because they kind of felt that maybe if they had continued on that path, it might have been something that they were, they had lingering doubts about it.
0: Against what we like to think about life transitions and sabbaticals is that it isn't a smooth story of self-discovery. Stories, as Samir wrote in a separate article, likes to be clean. But reality has its odds ends and strings attached. But through all the messy stories, Samir did manage to come up with a clean framework, something that he likes to call the five foundations of life for himself in his Life
1: 2.0, a life
0: which he believes is lived fully in his own
1: terms. Those five things I identified were A, money. You obviously need to have uh, sources of passive income to sustain your desired lifestyle so you don't have to keep going back and keep solving for money. Second was about relationships. For people who are close to you, that matter to you, can they appreciate the itch that you have to pursue this passion in life? They don't have to agree with you. They don't need to have the same itch in life, but can they at least understand so that you don't grow apart as you go pursue your passion? The third one was about health. As you go in your life 1.2 to chase the dreams that you have, it's important that you do not create chronic health issues that when you move to the next life as well, you're unable to fully pursue what you want to do because you, know, you have chronic health issues you're carrying over. Fourth was around career, that in whichever career trajectory you are on right now, define what experiences or success do you want to attain and do that before you move on because you don't want to look back later on and wonder, what if I'd stayed in that career earlier? And the final, and I I felt the most important one was around identity, which is how do you create a space in life to explore who else you could be if not this corporate person, the identity you have built over the last five, 10, 20 years? And it's not about finalizing that, hey, I want to be X or Y, it's more about creating the awareness that I can be more than the corporate entity I am. Now, all of this sounds good. You have these five foundations, you have learned all of these things. And then I asked myself, I mean, do you have these foundations in place? And I had none of these in place. So, <laughs> so I felt, yeah, I mean, this is great, but Sameer, you really need to figure out how to get these in place before you make the transition. So I decided to come back to corporate life, to PNG. g and decided that I'll work for the next decade to try and put these five foundations in place. Uh, I knew that we're lucky that we have often uh, access to so many opportunities to keep growing in the career. So I, unless I put a deadline for myself, it will all just keep coasting along. So I put the deadline that around 40, which was 10 years from then, I would try and get ready to make this life transition.
0: But Samir's return to PNG and the path to Life 2.0 was incredibly challenging. And unfortunately, the framework was the only thing that was clean. True to the stories that he heard, his reality would also have its odds and ends. But first, our partners. With Career Tracks by Talent Tribe, figure out which career path is right for you how to break in, and how to succeed in them. Whether you're starting out in your career, trying to get a career switch, or just looking to get better in the career path that you're on, you'll find practical advice, insider tips, and hear industry professionals share their personal career journeys. This includes product management, management consulting, data analytics, SEO, inside sales, and over 100 other career paths. Experience career tracks for yourself and learn more about their upcoming webinar. Link is in the description. Glints.com is a great website to connect you to your dream company. With over 1.5 million professionals connected to over 30,000 companies so far. If you are a business owner, Glints also offers recruitment services and offshoring solutions. So go check out Glints.com. That is G L I N T S.com. Now back to one foot in.
1: Mm. I mean, no, no real journey is ever smooth, right? You have a dream, but I remember coming back from sabbatical and we, after some time, we had our first kid. And it's wonderful to have a kid, but it also meant that for the first few years, I made no progress whatsoever on these five foundations, which all sound so good in theory. I did nothing. And I, I, I remember feeling frustrated, feeling stagnant, That I had done all this deep dive, I had understood the things I needed to work on. But uh, for the first few years, just life priorities were very different, right? You are growing responsibilities at work. When I came back, I got promoted. We had a kid. And there's so many things happening in life. And there's a sense of frustration and angst that, that you feel. I would even say at times I doubted whether this whole quest even makes sense, Because nobody around you is asking the same question. Everybody around you seems happy with their career and, you know, just moving up in life. And here you are trying to kind of think through this Life 2.2 and it all seems so far away, right? So yeah, it it wasn't easy at all and it was quite messy.
0: (laughs) But in the middle of the mess, we wanted to talk about something incredible that happened after he returned. He started to think about job crafting as well. The idea of turning your job that you have. Into the job that you want. His experience in job crafting would have ripples not just in the Singapore office, but also beyond.
1: As I went back to PNG after my sabbatical, one of the things I realized was during the sabbatical, I heard a lot of people who talked to me that they're working in corporate life, but they had this itch of wanting to make a difference, but they could not afford to disrupt their life by taking a sabbatical or taking gap year. And during the uh, sabbatical, I also talked to many nonprofits who were really itching to have contributions from people who had expertise like marketing or HR or finance or product supply, but obviously they could not afford them. So as I came back to PNG apart from my day job, I was quite curious to see, can we really create a platform, a skill-based volunteering platform, to create these two groups of people, the employees working in big companies like PNG? And nonprofits who need those skills. And it's fascinating, as I came back from sabbatical, I would have chats with people about my experiences in sabbatical. And slowly we had this band of like minded people who felt the same way that, yeah, we should do something about it. And we ended up creating a skill based volunteering program in PNG, which kind of continues to grow in strength from strength to strength. It started as uh, just some consulting projects for two, three months with uh, certain nonprofits. And by now, it has grown into a full program. We still have uh, consulting projects with four to five nonprofits every year. We have pro bono school, which is once every three to six months. We select a topic that's of relevance to nonprofits, whether it's uh, social media for nonprofits, and get a PNG expert to prepare content, and then invite lots of nonprofits uh, to participate in that session to see how to apply those strategies in their own organizations. So yeah, the, the the skill-based volunteering program, by the time I left, um, it had gone to four to five different markets. It was uh, touching more than 200 nonprofits, um, more than 3,000 employee man-hours had been invested. And in fact, just today, I had lunch with Maitri, who leads that program right now. And, and she was telling me that how uh, that program continues to grow from strength to strength. They, uh, and um, how it has become so much a part of how we operate as a company. So yeah, it was it was very exciting to um, realize that if you're passionate about something, instead of waiting for a future uh, to find opportunities in present to craft your job in such a way that you can start to get moving today on your passion areas. But
0: perhaps one of his most incredible learning is that strangers aren't that strange after all. In fact. Of the hundred people that he interviewed, he didn't
1: know a single one in person. That's the funny thing, right? Once I decided that I wanted to meet these people, I mean, you use LinkedIn or you kind of look at their online profile and you drop them a cold email. Uh, and, And I would talk about that, hey, you know, this is my background and this is the quest I have in life to figure out what does it mean to live a good life. And I'm taking a sabbatical and I would love to talk to you because... You come from a similar background like mine and you seem to have made a switch, which I'm keen to learn from. And it's funny that nobody declined. People, uh, I've landed in India in the first week. I had three appointments booked in the first week. But the moment you start meeting people and people see that you are genuine and you have an authentic quest, uh, they introduce you to other people network. So very, very quickly, your calendar starts filling up.
0: Samir learned that the world seems to reward authenticity with opportunity. So in the same vein, we want to provide you the opportunity to connect to this stranger Samir. Just follow these three steps. First, post this episode's link on your LinkedIn. Second, in that same post, share what you thought about the episode and tag Samir and me. Our LinkedIn is in the description below. I'll drop a message for you and reach you with Samir via the post. In the next episode, Samir will share with us the challenges on the road to keeping his gap year dreams alive, from when he was 30 to 40 years old. It'll be out next month, episode 9. So follow us now if you haven't already, and you won't miss a thing. In the meantime, here's a snippet of what to expect.
1: The only things I can think of, or what might have helped me during those last 10 years uh, is a few systems I tried to build around keeping in touch with my dreams.